Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host, and today I've got another great guest. I have Mrs. Nina Skagg. She is the co-owner and marketing director for Avid Armor Vacuum Sealing Products. I'll be right back with Nina and we'll talk about all things Avid Armor. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from Fire and Water. Hey all, I want to introduce you to a company I just started working with, Fresh Jack's Organic Spices out of Jacksonville, Florida. They're a small, family-run company that's fast-growing. I've tried a bunch of their different seasoning blends and spices, and I can tell you they are all fresh, all organic. None of them contain artificial flavors or sweeteners. None of them have anti-caking agents or preservatives. They all taste like they were just made for you yesterday. Check them out, guys. They're on Amazon in the link below. They have different sample packs, different blends. Like I said, they also have the individual seasonings and spices as well. Fresh Jack's Organic Spices. Check them out, guys. I love them. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I am Darren. I am your host, of course. And today I've got a great guest. I have Nina Skagg. She is a part owner of Abbott Armor Vacuum Sealers. And if you guys follow me on uh, any of my social media and my web my website and blog, you know that I love Abbott Armor products. And I've been wanting to get uh, Nina on for a while now, and she's finally blessed me with her company. So mm-hmm. Nina, welcome to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. Let us know who you are and where you're from. Yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, as he said, my name is Nina Skaggs, and I am co-owner and director of marketing um, of Avid Armor. Uh, But since we're a small company, you'll also see me wearing many hats. So you'll likely find me in the warehouse packing orders. And if you've ever called Avid Armor on the customer service line, I guarantee that you've spoken with me. Um, So we are actually located in the good old Midwest of Kansas City. We are a uh, direct-to-consumer e-commerce company, and we specialize in food vacuum sealing, um, vacuum sealer supplies and equipment. Now, I've been following you guys for a pretty, pretty good time. I was turned on to you guys by somebody in one of my Facebook groups had, um, bought, I think the initial, um, vacuum sealer you guys put on the market, which is the a 100, which I still have one by the way, and, uh, use it quite often. And, um, yeah, I was kind of playing around with my sous vide and barbecue group and somebody had said, Hey, I found this vacuum sealer, very high quality works. Great. Um, and I kind of did some research and I think I reached out to you and said, Hey, yeah. I've got this little thing going on. I'd like to test out one of your products because I'm looking for a vacuum sealer that I can recommend to people that I know is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. work and, and not junk because there's so many on the market right now, uh, especially on Amazon, a lot of the cheaper ones that mm-hmm. I, I hardly ever recommend any of the cheap ones. Um, so I, I kind of fell in love with your company and, and what you guys look for and what you do. So, you know, I, I got the a 100 and I really fell in love with it and I started promoting it. And then since then you guys have grown, um, substantially, you've, you've carried yeah. more products. So, um, let's talk about the vision of your company. How, how did yeah. you guys start this company? Why did you start this company and, yeah. and, and all that? So, um, when we started out, we really wanted to focus on bringing an affordable, affordable alternative um, uh, vacuum sealing products to the home user. 
but still provide products that were built to last for the avid vacuum sealer, not, you know, not the um, occasional user, if you will. So we really want to focus on the foodies, the hunters, the outdoorsmen, barbecue, sous vide enthusiasts, um, those type of people that were looking for uh, quality call it quality products. And then at the same time, we wanted to come across as a small company um, that really values our customers and um, a company that stands behind their products. Now, I know like some of the other companies out there, just I'll throw out a couple names. Uh, yeah. Vac, Vac Master for one, they, they kind of tend towards, even though some of their stuff can be used in the home, they tend towards a lean more towards a commercial user or the restaurants or um, you know, commercial type packaging right. places. Um, and then you got on the other end, you got like the food saver, seal a meal. They focus strictly on the home user and they kind of pump out products that aren't, aren't the highest quality that aren't really made to last, or they're actually made to, you know, be disposable and, and have to be replaced every couple of years. So, right. so your focus was kind of in between where you want the people that aren't really type commercial type users, but they're heavy exactly. home users. Like, like I said, I think you guys, when you first came out, you were really hooking up with like the guys who hunted or, you know, bought, yeah. you know, a whole steer at a time and processed a lot of food for their home. So is that still your focus or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you kind of hit the nail on the head and, you know, trying to be kind of that, that tweener. We didn't want to be the entry level um, bargain vacuum sealer. Um we wanted, and we didn't want to be the industrial commercial. We wanted, we really wanted to hit that middle of the road market that the people that wanted to step up um, from the inexpensive disposable vacuum sealers, as you called them, um, to, uh, and, and not the people that wanted, that weren't ready to go to more of a, an industrial type commercial sealers. So, okay. So, <laughs> so when, when you were, were, getting everything ready to, to, to market. Did you focus on, you started with the bags first and then you were looking for another product to kind of, to go with it or how, how, yeah. did, how did you guys start? Yeah. So, so whenever we started, we, um, we started out with a very, uh, limited selection of bags. And at that point, uh, like I mentioned, we were, you know, truly focusing on being, uh, a universal, uh, vacuum sealer bag to kind of, uh, compete in the market with all the other, um, more of the vacuum sealer bag industry, kind of like the commodity type product, if you will. Um, but at the same time, trying to grow the brand. And then that allowed us to launch um, into our vacuum sealers. And so that's when we launched the A100. And then um, over time, that led to um, launching our chamber vacuum sealers. And then with that, we had to launch the, the, the chamber vacuum pouches to go along, to go along with the chamber sealers. So how, when you guys first started, I mean, how, how, how were you guys, um, uh, received out there? How, how did you start? I mean, did you, uh, initially just sell on your own website? Were you hooked up with Amazon early on? Uh, yeah. We're going to get into how Amazon affected your business down the road. But yeah. when you first started with the bags, especially, what was your first, um, how did you market that and how did it help grow your business? So when we first started, um, we 
we launched a website at the same time as Amazon, but we all know like when you put the a website out there, it doesn't necessarily mean everybody's going to come to it. So oh, yeah. that right. was obviously a little bit more slow going. So our real focus was Amazon. Um, we launched on Amazon. We started um, with the um, F, their FBA program and fulfilled by Amazon and uh, just hit it hard with the advertising and marketing. And again, at that time, I think we uh, we're doing that kind of low cost leader mentality, um, in the get go to try to get that recognition out there and be kind of the, the leader in the, again, it all started with just the, just the bag. So that was our focus. And, um, and then it's almost like we, we kind of had a little bit of brand recognition from our bags. And so I think that that might've made it a little bit easier to, to launch, um, the vacuum sealers. So you, you started just by trying to get the brand name out there. So people would think about, yeah, put, put yeah. two and two together. If I'm, I'm looking exactly. for vacuum sealer bags, I'm looking at Abbott armor because I bought some, even though you maybe did the lost leader at first, but the quality of the bag was still superior than what they right. ordered before. Because right. I, you know, I know there's, there's many different bags on Amazon and some of them you get their junk. Some of them are decent. So you got to kind of feel out which ones you want. So, right. um, even though there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different things on Amazon for sure. And if, if you yeah, initially start out with, you know, maybe the price leader kind of thing, if they start buying your product, find that the quality is good, you can start ratcheting up the price a little bit. Right. People are willing to pay for quality. I know I am. I, well, you know, everybody initially wants to save money, but if, right. you know, you know, I don't want to save money to, you know, buy crappy quality either. So. Right. Exactly. Well, and I think that that has, become even more of a challenge just in the recent years. Um, and I, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's almost like we've had some success with the, you know, in the bag and roll market, but there's always, there's more competitors. Amazon allows um, the manufacturers, if you will, to the manufacturers overseas and like China, for example, to just dump their products into Amazon. And so, you know, they've, um, it's, it's made for a difficult market on Amazon to try to compete with them now, just dumping products into Amazon. And that's, that is our focus too, is for people to understand that, um, that we are a U.S. based company or, you know, small, we're not, you know, you're going to get that customer service. Um, and we're not just someone dumping products into Amazon just to sell them. We are a company and we, you know, value our customers. So that's, that's been important to us. I, um, all the time I get, I told you, I have, I have my own little Facebook group too now about vacuum sealers. And I get people all the time that will ask me about the, the DZ two sixties, you know, that are dumped on Amazon for three yeah. or 400 bucks. Right. And, and I tell them, you know, they're, cheap Chinese junk. They're, they're put on there by the manufacturer. Yeah, You're not going to get any service when it breaks. You, you know, yep. the one year warranty that they say it comes with most likely you're not going to be able to get it replaced or fixed, you know, cause you'll never have a way to get a hold of them. Um, you know, maybe if it breaks within the first 30 days, you can send it back to Amazon through Amazon's program. But, right. um, uh, you know, usually when they're dumping products like that, you know, you, you got to deal with, what you're dealing with. And it's not just vacuum sealers. It's also, you know, it's, sous vide circulators. I right. mean, 
you know, since I deal with a lot of sous vide and circulating and, you know, circulators and stuff, people ask me, hey, what about this one? It's only 30 bucks. Yeah, it's 30 bucks because that company's not going to back it. It's some company right. out of China that makes them mm -hmm. for everybody and they stick them on there for 30 bucks so they can dump them. But right. you're not, if it breaks and, you know, you're not going to be able to get it fixed and, you know, it's yeah. not going to last too long. It, yeah, no, for sure. And that's another reason why they are the $30 too, is they don't have that overhead that we right. do as a, a U.S. company, you know, warehousing and offices and employees and staff. And so that's, you know, another reason why that they can get away with doing that kind of stuff. But So how has the business focus changed since you guys started up with just the bags? Um, so like I mentioned, we started out with just a very, uh, limited selection of bags and then, you know, kind of one by one, um, we've launched the different sealers. Um, our most notable success recently has been, um, the launch of our USV 32 chamber vacuum sealer. Um, and I believe it was truly the first, um, vacuum sealer of its kind of a chamber vacuum sealer that was really geared to the home kitchen user. Um, there, there are so many vacuum sealers um, available on the market, but I really feel like we captured a market that they wanted to upgrade from their um, inexpensive disposable vacuum sealer, um, but they, one, weren't ready to spend the money on the commercial chamber vacuum sealers that were on the market. And two, um, they didn't want to have them sitting in, on their kitchen counters because what has been available out there has been very industrial commercial looking, um, heavy. <laughs> and he yeah. Heavy. You can't lift them. Uh, and so I really feel like we hit the nail on the head with this one. It's, it's, it's beautiful <laughs> to, you know, yeah. to sit on the countertop, it's stainless steel, small enough, you still get that technology um, that so many people wanted and desired um, and, and at a price point that um, people could afford. Um, so, um, so that's, you know, that was our, and then we launched the USV 20, which is technically the the USV 32's little brother, as I like to say, um, they're, it's basically the same unit. It's got a lot of the same, uh, internals, same pump. Um, but it's in a smaller footprint. So even smaller. So the people that have a really small kitchen that don't have room to put, uh, vacuum sealers, uh, on their counter. Um, and then it also has, uh, which has been a huge feature, um, that, a lot of people actually will only buy the USV 20 because it has the accessory port. So if someone is upgrading from, um, one of the like cheaper section sealers, a lot of them have that, ex that accessory port where you can vacuum seal canisters. Um, that has been a huge selling point for the USV 20. Yeah. So, I think, I think that's a, a good step from the, you know, the, the food saver people. Yeah. You know, like they like to have that, you know, accessory port. You know, mm -hmm. the USV 32 doesn't have it, but, right. 
you know, to go to the 20, which yeah, it's a little bit smaller, which if somebody's using a food saver, that's, it's about the perfect size for them anyway. And they still have that, um, you know, accessory port that they can use for their canisters and stuff. And I think it was, uh, you know, it's a, a pretty good idea to, you don't need to have a full sized chamber seal or a lot of people don't, I do right. because I, what I, I use it for, but yeah. a lot of people, you know, if they're stepping up from a food saver type, you know, that area, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, pretty easy for them to go to the, the 20 with that size and all that mm -hmm. and the accessory port. And, and really I've looked at some of the other, um, smaller chamber sealers. Like you said, you guys are probably one of the first ones that came out with the countertop ones. And even yeah. the other ones that have came after are not as good quality. Yeah. I, I, when I first, you know, I was bugging you, I think early on, you know, mm -hmm. so when are you guys going to come out with a chamber sealer? Because yeah, I, I yeah, I remember. Yeah. And, um, you said, well, we're, we're, we're coming. And when you did, <laughs> you know, I know you put a lot into it because when you came out with it, it was everything that I was looking for and that I knew people that were using it for CV and home mm -hmm. use were looking for. Cause I had a VP, uh, a VP 210 that sat on my counter. And I actually, one of the first videos I did with the, your USV 32 was comparing the VP 210 with the, uh, the USV 32 mm -hmm. and the US, you know, the VP 210 is 90 pounds, you know, and it yeah. takes up, you know, a huge part of your counter and it really, um, yeah, it's more industrial powered, but for somebody that's a home right. user, they don't need all that power and to have all that weight sitting on your counter and you can't exactly. move it. It, exactly. it really was ridiculous. And, um, so it really fit the bill. And I think, and I, you know, I've suggested every time I suggest a, a chamber sealer, I, I suggest the, uh, USB 32 from now on. So unless they're looking for industrial use. So Right. Right. No, exactly. So once you guys did, was it, how, how much did your business grow once you came out with that chamber sealer and started uh, marketing that? Did it mean quadruple? Did it double? Did it, you know, did it uh, increase substantially well, or little? Yeah, it did. Um, it did because our focus was so much on the bag business um, that it kind of really brought in a whole new category to our business. So, um, I would definitely say it probably, it probably doubled, um, from the introduction of the chamber vacuum sealers. Yeah. So now you're selling more bags cause you know, you're offering the chamber sealer bags and yeah. now the chamber yeah. sealers on top of it. So I guess the USV 32 was very successful and you decided, well, let's go with the 20 because it offers something that the USV 32, how successful has the 20 been um, since you released that? Um, actually, um, actually the, they are very even uh, really? as far as, yeah, um, the, the 20 has been very popular um, as far as, the price point, I think. So it, it even reaches another market, right. um, even in addition to the USP 32. So we actually, they're, they're pretty even as far as the, um, the amount that we sell, but I don't feel like it really set because the USP 32 already kind of made a name for itself. Whenever we launched the USP 20, I don't, it didn't really take much. It didn't really take much to um, get it out there. If that makes sense. It just gave people another option. Uh, and it was, it was very su su 
successful from uh, the get-go. Yeah. So you don't think it took any business away from the 32? It, it kind of just created its no. own little niche? No. And it, yeah. And it uh, it could have also been the timing that we did, that we did it. Um, it launched, I'm trying to think, um, it was like October of 19. So we were going right into the holiday selling season. People were looking for vacuum sealers. And then shortly after that, COVID hit and that's a whole nother ball game. Um, (laughs) so, uh, so it could have been the timing. Um, but, but yeah, very successful. And I don't think, I don't think it took away because that's the thing is with the, with the USV 32, it was, it was new to the market, but it was still a little bit at a price point that was still out of a little people, a little out of people's you know, range for wanting to pay for a vacuum sealer. So, but then the people, so the people that want the USV 20, you know, they're more shopping based on a price point. They want the technology, but they're shopping on a price point. Um, I would say the number one reason if someone were to return the USV 20, it's to get the USV 32 because it's a little bit too small for them. That's our number number one reason that we get returns on the 20 is they just think it's a little bit too small. And so they upgrade to the 32. So, yeah. yeah and I can see that, but I guess I think you, the, the 20 hits that market for the people that are stepping up from, you know, the, the food saver and they want to get a yeah, start exactly. with a chamber sealer. They can get the 20 yes. and it, it still meets the needs that they had with the uh, food saver, but they got the benefits of having right. the chamber sealer. So right. definitely. So we kind of hit on COVID. You said, <laughs> uh, you know, you kind of hit on yeah. that. How, how has that changed your business? Has it, and have you seen an increase? Have you seen a different kind of demand? Have you, uh, yeah. I know that on the supply side, I'm sure you've had some issues as well because everybody has. So how, how has yeah. it affected you guys? Yeah. So, um, it's definitely been a year of growth for us, um, which is obviously different than a lot of markets out there, you know, with businesses closing down and, and whatnot. So, um, we're very blessed actually for COVID. Um, I I like to tell people that, (laughs) that vacuum sealer rolls and bags were kind of the silent, toilet paper shortage. Um, so many people were buying bags and rolls and vacuum bags and rolls, like in bulk, um, just hoarding them, it seemed like, and with manufacturing, uh, halted, um, and demand was way up. So across the industry inventory was sold out for, um, a little while, which was kind of crazy. Um, but then, I think it really helped the overall industry. Um, I think it really changed a lot of people's mindset as far as food storage and um, and and how they go about their way of life with with food. Um, for so long, vacuum sealing has been kind of uh, an older generation uh, thing. You know, my my grandma had a vacuum sealer, um, so it's been really cool to see all these people. Uh, changing their ways and buying vacuum sealer. We had people calling us wanting to buy a chamber vacuum sealer and asking questions about it. They never owned a vacuum sealer in their life, but they were going to buy one and uh, they were going to go straight to a chamber vacuum sealer. So uh, it was, it it was crazy, but um, it was, it was very good. Yeah. For something that's been around for, you know, quite a long time, 
and I, I've seen it too. Even personally, I, I really didn't use vacuum sealers much at all back before I started, you know, cooking sous vide. So mm-hmm. um, to see it now where people are, you know, I use it more for now for a lot more things than I ever thought I would. And I think the resurgence, and I think it does have to do with the popularity of sous vide cooking. A lot of people are getting them because, yeah. you know, they want to use it for sous vide, but then they discover like I did, well, I can use it for a whole lot more different things than just yeah. cooking sous vide. And once you discover that, and now it seems like the whole industry is catching on and they're coming out with more products and, and companies yeah. like yours that are hitting that market to where, you know, the was, it was kind of left empty before. Like I said, you had that big gulf between the industrial strength ones and the consumer mm-hmm. ones was just a really, there was nothing really in between. If you wanted a really high quality home use unit, you, there was really far between, you couldn't find much out there. So uh, I think the whole industry is growing. And um, I know COVID is kind of, like you said, I mean, it's like the toilet paper because people are finding yeah. that they use it for a lot more than they, they thought they would. And yeah. they're, they're getting that food storage thing in their brain, go, Hey, I don't want to have to, run out of uh you know meat because i went to walmart and there's no right. meat on the shelf so they're right. buying up stuff at costco and yep. putting it in, buying a big freezer and filling it up so um i think Absolutely. yeah the whole overall mentality on vacuum sealing has changed and i think you guys started your business right at about the right time because Absolutely. now you're, you're taking some of the benefits from it one of the things i really like about you guys is everything you seem to put out is well thought out well um it's not junk. It's all, mm-hmm. even, even though you guys, you did release a new, um, the cheaper, um, uh, food saver type sealer. Yeah. And because I, I think you guys, did you think that you needed to put something in the budget category to, um, fill that need there? Yeah. Yeah. And it's in it, it's not going to be the, the sealer that we, you know, make our millions off of or anything, you know, it's, it was just to hit another, um, area in the market, um, to try to capitalize and, and give other options for it. Because actually, uh, we get a lot of phone calls and people asking like, well, with a chamber sealer, I'm really limited to, you know, the size that I can do. And what if, what if I want to do a loaf of bread or a big, long, uh, you know, rack of ribs that they can't do in a chamber sealer. And that's why I always tell people, well, if you have an old uh, food saver, um, keep it, keep it around for whenever you have those odd items that you you want to vacuum seal. But so it, it, it basically gave us another little sealer to say, Hey, you can have that USV 20. And while it might be small, you're going to get to be able to do all those things, but those one-off items use the inexpensive vacuum sealer. And, uh, and, you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. So I'm pulling up your website now and, um, yeah. just so that people can see the products that you do offer. And, um, I really like the way it, it's changed over the years. Um, now you've got the USV 20 up there and, uh, mm-hmm. do you do your own videos? Do you have a company that does the videos for you or? Yeah. Well, you know, as I said, we're growing, um, <laughs> we actually, uh, in the past we had, um, outside companies do our videos, but we actually recently hired some more um, help in the marketing department. So we have in-house uh, photographer and videographer. So we're excited to to be able to expand uh, that way as well. 
So I'm pulling up your vacuum sealers and here's your lineup you got now. You got the AS, AVS 7900. So that's your entry level, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So that is um, for somebody that's just looking for a quality, cheaper uh, overall yep. um, sealer. The yeah. A100 was the first product that you put out there. And that's the one I love and, and have that's geared more towards somebody that is more of a heavy user. So when yeah. you first launched that particular product, you were kind of aimed more at like the hunter and stuff like that, correct? Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. Uh, the hunter foodie, again, somebody that um, wants an upgrade from the inexpensive in, entry in level models. Yeah. Buys <laughs> in bulk. Uh, we have a lot of hunters that process their own uh, game that used that machine through and through. Um, so yeah, it's been a good machine. It takes a beating. I think, uh, I've had yeah. mine almost over, over two years now, and I don't think I've had to change a seal or a, a gasket or the tape, even the tape on the uh, seal bar. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, I put it to use. So it's a very strong, uh, uh, pump on it and, and everything as well. So the, uh, so then you got the USV 20 that just was recently launched and, mm -hmm. um, that that's also a good little machine. I have that as my backup chamber sealer right now. So it, um, you know, when I, when I just need something smaller, or I want to use the accessory port. That's the one I go to. And then the USV 32. So that's what you offer right now. Are you yep. looking to offer anything else? Or, I mean, is there something in your portfolio here that you think that you can squeeze something else in? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, we actually are going to be launching another um, suction vacuum sealer um, here in the coming weeks, which we're really excited about. Um, and then uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we're always looking to expand the line. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to um, offer more chamber sealers in the future as well. Hey all, it's Darren and I want to take a second to talk to you about the high-powered torches from Grill Blazer, the Grill Gun, and Sous Vide Gun. I was lucky enough to be a part of this project long before it was a Kickstarter and I love them. If you're looking for something to sear your food within seconds, check out the Sous Vide Gun. If you're looking for a torch to light your grill and have it up and cooking within five minutes, your lump or briquettes, check out the Grill Gun. It can also light outdoor fire pits and your fireplace within minutes check it out guys at the link below and get 10 percent off your order check out the grill gun and the sous vide gun by grill blazer now is the magic back the one you're talking about now or is, no is that... actually magic back is a completely uh completely separate thing so we do have another uh another avid armor i should say uh vacuum sealer launching in a couple of weeks and then okay. magic back uh we already it's it's up there uh on the website um and we just recently partnered with them uh they are a very well-known uh italian company that's been making vacuum sealers for 50 plus years uh we really had a push for people wanting products as you mentioned earlier made in the u.s um, there really isn't options out there for manufacturers. So we thought of this as a perfect opportunity to partner with them. Their brand aligns well with us. Um, and so that gives customers another option if, if, um, if they want products made uh, in, in 
uh, outside of China, essentially. Um, now, are so, you their only um, distributor yep, here in, yep. in the U.S.? So we're, yeah, we're exclusive to their to the U.S. Uh, we we they have an, a wide a range of vacuum sealers. We started out with just one, um, which is their Maxima Two, uh, and then we also had a, a few bag and roll sizes, and then a number of their accessories, which is really cool because that's been another product um, that's been kind of hard to come by uh, lately through COVID and all that. Um, so we have canisters from them. We have a marinating uh, uh, container, uh, wine bottle stoppers, lid, these universal lid um, jars. And all the cool thing about all these is they're all going to be like universal, universally compatible with all of our vacuum sealers and then a number of other brand vacuum sealers too. So, so yeah, I know that that was an issue. We initially came out with the canisters when you uh, uh, came out with the A100 and I guess there was issues with quality control on those and you got rid of yeah. them. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and then I I've had that issue with others, other companies too, that have had those type of things and mm -hmm. they just don't seem to make those as uh, well because um, uh I guess because they sell them cheap and they make them cheap and they don't really put a lot of uh, emphasis on the quality control on that. What is the, the big selling point of the magic vac different than let's say the Abbott armor branded um, uh, channel vacuum sealers, suction sealers? Uh, well, they're, you know, they're very similar. So the technology is going to be the same, uh, but they do have a longstanding history of, uh, of making vacuum sealing equipment. Their, their parent company, they actually started um, making vacuum pumps in the healthcare industry. And uh, that's, and then they got into the vacuum sealers and they're actually an original, uh, they are the original manufacturer of another very well-known brand. They were the original makers of them. Um, so they've been around for a very long time. Um, again, like I said, the technology is the same, but it is a very high quality uh, vacuum sealer and it's made in Italy. So um, that for some people will be a selling point in and of itself. Gotcha. Now, is there brand of their bags? Um, are they made out of any kind of different material or? Are they um, a different the, manufacturing the process or something like that? Yeah, no, the material. Um, the material is very similar, um, except for the the design or the embossment, the texture that's required for suction vacuum sealers is different. They have a patented ribbed design, so it's so it's a lined material. But those are also would be universal with uh, you can use those on any right. brand vacuum sealer. Yep. Cool. Now um, I've seen recently, uh, not you guys, but another. A company has came out with a um let me get rid of this real quick a biodegradable vacuum sealer bag which yeah. most vacuum sealer yeah. bags anyway are recyclable correct they can put them in a recycling bin yes yeah and and i think it varies depending on your local uh recycling uh plate like what kind of plastics that they Mm -hmm. recycle ours are considered you know in the other category so it just depends if your local um recycling authority accepts that kind so but they're reusable also so you can get several uses out of them also which which helps too 
Yeah, I find it hard reusing the vacuum sealer bags, though. And I really don't like the silicone ones that uh, <laughs> the reusable silicone bags on Amazon don't really work out really well for sous vide cooking and, and storage, yeah. especially. Right. So, um, so have you looked at maybe offering any other different kinds of uh, bags or anything like that or, or silicone type bags that you could use with the yeah. vacuum sealers? Yeah, we have. Um, it's just not, again, it's, well, we were, we were close to possibly doing a silicone bag. Um, but then when you look at the market and what's available on Amazon, and like we talked about so many people just dumping, uh, <laughs> manufacturers dumping them on there, there really wasn't, didn't, didn't really make sense for us. Right. So, and then as far as bags, um, that it's just the amount of inventory that we have to carry, you know, so there's a lot of different bags and bag styles, zipper bags, colored bags, black bags, foil bag, you know, there's so many different, and we have the opportunity, but it's just, where do you, where do you stop? <laughs> you know? Well, so well, that, we're trying that leads to keep, me to a, keep it. Yeah. yeah and you're trying to keep it where it makes sense for you. It's profitable. Yeah. You're not, storing a bunch of stuff that's not going right. to sell. So right. that that leads me to another question because I get this question a lot too in my uh, vacuum sealer group on Facebook is mm -hmm. it seems to me there's more people doing um using the mylar bags and the retort bags. Mm -hmm. So then that's something that's more specialized. Now, have right. you guys even looked at that? I know that usually I don't think the USV32 is actually um able to use the mylar or the yeah. or the yes. uh, retorts are they yes both both the usv 20 actually all of our well um both of our chamber bags can do the mylar retort bags they have a the seal time setting can go up to all the way up to a nine so that's where you're going to need the higher uh seal time setting because like our standard bags the seal time setting would be like at a three or four so there's right. there's a lot of extra time that is available on the sealer to, to seal those thicker bags. But yes, we've had customers, um, doing retort bags and mylar bags with no problem. Now the a 100 can also do those. Um, you just have to make sure that they're the textured embossed kind for a suction right. vacuum sealer. Yeah. Now, does that have more of a, an abuse on the seal bar though? I mean, if I, if I'm doing it, retort bags a lot, yeah, it could. Yeah. It, so, so your, your seal bar is going to be heating up hotter and then cooling hotter and cooler. So, so yeah, it'll probably shorten the lifespan of it, but we always sell replacement parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good to know because I get that question all the time and I know some, some of the uh, commercial type chamber vacuums, they actually sell sp uh, specialized seal bars for that. If somebody's mm -hmm. using it on a regular basis, if they're, you know, strictly right. using it for retort bags, especially because of their thick aluminum, right. you know, that they actually sell a specialized seal bar for that. So I, I always kind of try to tell people no, because I don't want them to use it and it doesn't work. And then they come back to me and go, Hey, you said I could use it. And hey, I blew up said, my machine. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. They, they, they will work. Well, that's good to know. So have you thought yeah. about maybe carrying some of that stuff or is it something where you don't know if the demand or the market's there for yeah, it? Yeah. 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 It's just a matter of buying and, and the, the inventory and then obviously the sell through. Right. So, yeah. I was just surprised as many questions I get on that because it seems more people are trying to 
Trust do it for we get food. we get the question all the time too. So you're not alone. Yeah. Good. So what what's in the future for Abbott Armor? I mean, I know you, you're going to continue to to market what you have now, but what do you think um, you guys are going to be doing down the road here? Yeah. So um, we're we're always looking to grow. Um, so our goal is to continually to launch new vacuum sealers. That's kind of our niche. That's where we want to, um, you know, we want to be that brand authority um, in vacuum sealers. So only adding to that lineup will help. Um, and then, and obviously maybe possibly more bags and, and rolls and, and accessories. Um, we may venture out into some new categories, some home categories, home appliances. Um, it's still to be determined, but, um, but, you know, our main, our main goal is to always stay true to our roots and, um, uh, maintaining that small business mentality. So as of right now, what percentage of your business is Amazon uh, compared to direct? Is Um, it a good portion? Yeah, um, I don't have the. Uh, I don't need the exact. I mean, yeah, like yeah. two thirds of your business, or oh, it's probably more. I would say it's about eighty-five percent. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel you get people that will buy on Amazon and then come direct to you guys after they try you out? Is it more of a? Yeah. yeah yep. Um, and other companies because we're also we sell on Walmart also, so we we get a lot of customers that. Yeah, we'll we'll find us through Amazon or Walmart, and then end up going to our website. Um, but we've also seen a lot recently of you know the the people that don't want to shop on Amazon, and they would rather shop you know locally or you know for the small company and go direct to their website. So that's been cool. So we've seen a an increase in um, in direct uh, website sales as as well. Well, yeah, I would think that that would actually take away some of the, you know they don't see all the white noise of the competition on, on Amazon. If, you know, if they found something on Amazon of your product, liked your company, and then all of a sudden they're going to your website, it takes away. They don't have to see that other competitors, you know, vacuum sealer or bags every time they go on there looking for years. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, um, do you think that Amazon's going to be a big player in the future for you guys? Is it always going to be your main source? Absolutely. Yeah. We don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. It's just, it's just us keeping up with Amazon. If that makes sense. It's, (laughs) it's not easy as, you know, as much as people want to think you can just, as we've said, dump product on Amazon and sell it. It's not, it's not that easy. So, um, yeah, so, but. Well, you got to coordinate all the, um, and making sure the warehouses have it or ship it out of yeah. your warehouse. Cause I know a lot of times you ship directly from your warehouse, even though they ordered it through Amazon, right? Correct. Well, yeah. So we ship from, we ship, well, we do both programs. So there's what's F, FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon. And then there's FBM, which is fulfilled by merchant. So most, um, most of our, all, pretty much all of our bags are what is considered FBA where we actually ship our inventory from our warehouse to Amazon and then Amazon fulfills it. Whereas our vacuum sealers, uh, we keep more of those FBM fulfilled by merchant where we ship them directly to us because we actually do on our chamber vacuum sealers, we test every sealer before it goes out um, because we want to make sure that it's delivered to the customer in working condition. That's the last thing we want someone to get is a, you know, machine that 
isn't working when it, when they just paid six hundred dollars for it. So that's important to our um, our process and meeting the customer satisfaction. Well, that's something good to know because a lot of companies don't do that. I know Vacmaster yeah. doesn't. <laughs> if you've ever, I was going to say, if you've ever, I don't know, probably in the last year or so, purchased one of our chamber sealers, we have a we vacuum seal a little squishy avocado. The avocado. I love yeah, you probably heard about it. Yeah, so we vacuum seal a little squishy avocado, and you know, like just to show them that it's been tested and it worked, and um, yeah. Well, that's good to know. Uh, yeah. Definitely. So um, there was there was another question I wanted to ask you, and it kind of fell out of my head. But um, um, the only uh, well, the only thing I that was kind of on that list was the difference between the bags, um, the chamber, the channel bags. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but um, yeah, I mean there is a difference between the channel vax and the chamber vax, and I think that's one of the things that the people that are new to vacuum sealing, how many of those questions do you get on your, on, your, on the phone line every day? Cause I know I get that all the time. So, and it's, you know, trying to explain how a better vacuum can be pulled in a chamber than, than in when you're trying to suck it out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's kind of, well, that's, we don't necessarily get, a lot of questions of what's the difference. We get more questions of, well, trying to explain chamber technology because it's completely different than the suction vacuum um, sealer. And a lot of people will jump into a chamber vacuum sealer thinking it's the same as their other brand vacuum sealer. And, and it's not. So that's, that's kind of the, the area that, that we have to educate people a lot. So, yeah, I know a lot of the questions I get is why do I have to have a different bag for, you know, this one or that one? And, and that kind of leads into the different technologies and, and yeah. why one is different and better or, or better or the same as, as the other. So, yeah. um, it's, um, you know, it's, you're always going to have that, but there's a lot of people out there that don't understand the difference and just go, well, you know, it doesn't matter. You can have one or the other. Well, to some people, it matters more than others, but it depends on what you're doing with it as well. So not right, everybody right. needs a chamber vacuum sealer. Like you said, it goes to right. the fact where, what are you using it for? How often are you using it? You know, it, um, the bag savings is different. You know, of course you can, the chamber sealer bags are a lot cheaper than the embossed bags just for, because it takes out a process of embossing the bag. So exactly, exactly. But, and that's what I think that that's the part that people don't, and we get, we get that a lot too, where people will buy chamber bags when they have a suction sealer, just because they say, Oh my gosh, I can get that many bags for, you know, the same price. And people don't understand that there, there truly is a difference in the bags. Whereas the, I actually have some samples. Um, so a chamber, a chamber vacuum pouch is, um, is smooth on both sides. Um, because there's your, in a chamber vacuum sealer, you're just, you're removing the air from the entire chamber. You're not sucking the air directly out of the bag. Um, whereas in a, uh, a, a regular suction vacuum sealer, uh, no matter what brand that you have, the technology is, is the same in all of them. Uh, the, the sealer sucks the air directly out of the bag. So the bag has to have 
uh, a texture or embossment or channels. Um, there's a lot of different terms that are used for it, but that texture acts as a highway for the air to be sucked out of, out of the sealer. And so if you don't have that texture, then you're not going to get a vacuum, the vacuum on um, a regular suction vacuum sealer. So if you, uh, you have to have that, but the good thing is no matter what the texture is or the embossment, um, it's, it's pretty a universal technology across all those suction vacuum sealers. So for, for example, our bag will work with any brand of, of suction vacuum sealer. And you can't use a chamber vacuum sealer bag on a suction vacuum sealer because it doesn't have that embossment. But a chamber vacuum sealer, you can you can use this bag in a chamber vacuum sealer. It just you're it's but it's not it's not necessary. It's not needed. So yeah. And since they're more expensive, it doesn't make financial sense exactly. to do it. But, but if you have a whole box of, you know, ones if, from your food saver, you can exactly. definitely use them. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the questions I get a lot of the times as well. So it's, yeah. um, it's just something that people, you got to explain, it pulls, you know, a vacuum inside the chamber and mm -hmm. lowers the actual, um, you know, pressure. So that's why pressure. one of the first things people do when they get a chamber sealer is put water in it in a bag yep. and watch yep. it boil. <laughs> yep. And it's like, I always tell people it's like a science project. <laughs> yep. And yep. um, they don't understand that until they start playing around and go, wow, the water's boiling. Why is it boiling over? <laughs> because you got your, you know, you're pulling too much of a vacuum when you got to, you know, Yeah. I always have to explain to people, you either have to chill it first or use a lot shorter vacuum time when you're doing soups or, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. And some of that, some of that is normal because you're, since you're removing that atmospheric pressure in the chamber, you're actually, you're lowering that boiling point. So, um, so that's why you'll, you'll get that. Um, and, but that, but that is a good sign. If, if you're not getting that boiling, then that means you're not pulling a full vacuum too. So right. it's something, it's kind of also like a, a signal that, okay, I'm getting a, a really good vacuum if, if my, if my stuff starts to boil, but it's not cooking it. It's not a cooking boil. So no, make no, sure but that, what, yeah. But what happens though, a lot of times is people will, they forget to adjust their sealing times. Mm -hmm. So I, I ran into this on the USB 32 as if it's, if I had it set at 60 seconds, you know, vacuum yeah. time and I forget to change it when I put something in there that's super, super wet, it'll just come all out, you know, because it yeah, starts to yeah. boil and it'll boil right. out of the bag. Right. So you got to remember to adjust your, um, your vacuum yeah. time. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I really like about, you know, both the, uh, your a 100 and the uh, chamber sealers is you can adjust the seal time and the, um, and the, uh, vacuum times on them. So, it's uh, really very convenient to be able to change um, change that up, and yeah. once you figure it out and know when you got to do it, and when you don't, uh, that's another question I wanted to ask you about products, yeah. especially bags, because you don't carry different thicknesses of the bags. You carry right. strictly three mil uh, thick bags. Have you thought yeah. of maybe carrying four mil or five mil bags, or is it kind of like the mylar stuff where if there's yeah. more of a if there's more of a demand, you might if right. it's gonna. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, there, again, there's, there's so many different bags and so many different options and it's, it's just kind of a, yeah, a, dem a demand thing. Um, 
Now, since you, my, you handle mostly home users, right? So you don't yeah. probably we, get too much of a demand for a four or five mil bag because that's more no, on the commercial side. Yeah, it yeah, and we do have uh, quite a bit of commercial uh, business, but but we haven't had we actually haven't had a lot of requests for thicker bags. We've had more requests for different bag types, like zipper bags or the mm. expandable bags. Um, so those are, those no, I can, are I can say I do use the expandable bag. So if you yeah. can carry something, the expandable bags is something that, um, especially for what I do, cause I mm -hmm. mix sous vide and barbecue. So if I'm doing a whole brisket, yeah, I, I, cause I do that a lot with sous vide or a full pork butt. It's really hard to fit it in a standard vacuum bag. I usually have to buy the right. expandable bags that um, have the pleats in them. So yes. bigger roasts and, you know, full chicken stuff like that. So, uh, I can see where, and there's not too many competitors in that market. So, I mean, I could see that, you know, being a, a thing for you guys. Hot item. Yeah. 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 But, well, um, any, we always welcome feedback as far as, you know, product ideas and, um, and stuff. So there's just a need, I think for a good quality expandable bag out there because there are some out there, but they're either super, super expensive or they're just, the quality is just not there. So it's, a, but, I think it would yeah. be a good and the, I think the technology is a little bit tough on those too, because you also have to have a sealer that, because the way that they um, have fold. that double, the way that yeah. they fold, yeah, you have to have a sealer that will be able to pe penetrate like four layers of, right. of bag to make that seal. So that's kind of hard too. A100 works great on it. I'd use it all the time for them. So. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nina, I want to thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. I've been wanting to have yeah. you on for a long time and uh, uh, really love your products. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be doing business, um, you know, in the future for a long time. It seems like you guys are growing. you got the right stuff going on yeah. for sure. And um, I really, I really love watching you guys grow and, and offer new products because I know every time yeah. you come out with something new, you've tested it out and you've made sure it's something that's, uh, uh, going to be viable and it's going to last a while. And then I have no problems if I have an issue calling you guys up and contacting you. Absolutely. That's the, that's a big thing to a lot of people, you know, and like you said, yeah. you can't buy that cheap stuff on Amazon knowing that it's a Chinese company, just dumping it there. Cause they're not going to be able to service you. Right. And, and that's a, one thing that I didn't mention is we do service all of our repairs and everything right in house. We have our technicians that are, working on those so everything is done in-house so um so i could send i could send it back to you and you could fix it up no problem absolutely absolutely how often do you have something come back to you that needs repair like a is it more like the pumps or um it's it's different on on each sealer some occasionally on the chamber sealers the pumps um but it's usually like it almost happens like right away if, if that, and usually we end up just replacing the sealer. Um, so, and on the A100, um, it's usually, you know, internal stuff that people, that's a hard thing is sometimes it happens because of user use, if that makes sense. So on like a suction vacuum sealer, if you're 
sucking up a lot of liquids that we can't control, you know, yeah. then that will over time, that's going to, that's going to do a lot of damage to the internal components. So it's a mess. occasionally we can send out the parts to the customer and they can replace it themselves or fix it themselves. Um, otherwise we have them send it back in and we repair it in house. I definitely want to thank you for being on. I, I really appreciate yeah. Abbott Armor thank and all you, you guys do. Me. And I'm really, yeah. uh, like I said, I really love watching you guys grow and, uh, I always suggest your products to everybody that I talk to that's looking for a vacuum sealer for sure. So well, thanks thank again. You. And we hope, truly appreciate it. hopefully uh, you guys continue to grow and offer more products and uh, all right. anything that's I can do to help awesome. you guys uh, just let me know. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, being right. on and tell David, uh, we said happy vacation. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I want to thank Nina Skaggs from Abbott Armor for being on. I want to make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you follow the Fire and Water Cooking YouTube channel and the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I will see you again on the next Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. Thanks, guys.